Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I've always wanted to fuck my my bullies or people who look like they would bully me. Yes, exactly. I'm a little proud of that. Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're bisexual? Yes, we've got a bisexual legend on the podcast this week. Her name is Jen Winston, and gosh, she is not only so smart, she's an author, but also gives some really thought-provoking conversations about the bisexuality of it all, and some really good pop culture stuff. All I will say is her answer for who made her buy it's a movie that i have not thought of in over a decade and i think it's going to unlock some thoughts for you i also will tell you you have to stick around for the end of the episode because she brings up a memory that i really was formative i'm not going to tell you what it was but i will just say carmen electra and the movie scary movie Which I guess I did just kind of say it. Uh, But also, uh, before we get into that, I want to tell you, I'm recording this from New York City. Can you believe? We've had a lovely trip. We saw Into the Woods with like Sarah Bareilles, Neil Patrick Harris, Heather Headley. A lot of you responded to my Instagram story about the cast recording of Aida also did things for you. And I want to thank you for that solidarity. It was unbelievable i mean i just i cried and i cried and i cried tonight we're seeing funny girl the first performance since it received a singular tony nomination and it was not for beanie feldstein so um stay tuned for what the energy in that theater is going to be like Uh, if you're not a theater queen i do have a crazy story we went to a gay bar last night which was a monday uh and so it was naturally like not a crazy night there was one guy that was being very dare i say assaulty he kept trying to physically come in between me and the friends fine we pushed him out we survived what happened after though is we had a late night snack at a burger joint in hell's kitchen and this guy next to me is like clearly going through a moment he apparently uttered at one point i really want to get into a fight luckily i didn't hear it because i was really zoned in on my burger and cookies and cream shake next thing i know the guy gets up the restaurant was behind me. I hear a kerfuffle. Turns out he had thrown his drink onto another scary man, stormed out of the bar. Well, we're reeling from that. We say goodbye to our friend. We walk to the subway, and that very same guy who had thrown the drink was being held down by bouncers at another bar next door, and he had a bloody nose and got into another fight. I know this is not New York-centric. I know people are going through it in every city across the country, but y'all... 
hold your loved ones closely and just tank your SSRIs, which we also talk about in this episode. Uh, But let's get into it with Jen Winston. She has an amazing book called Greedy. She also has incredible knowledge about character actresses. She really did her research and came prepared with a list. Make sure you follow Jen. I give all of her socials in the description, along with subscribing to the podcast if you have not, and follow us at Gay Ass Podcast on Instagram. It means the world that you are listening, and I'm just so gosh darn lucky to have you. Jen Winston's on That's a Gay Ass Podcast, the author of Greedy Notes from a Bisexual Who Wants Just Too Much, and also the bi-monthly newsletter. Um, Jen, thank you so much for coming on That's a Gay Ass Podcast. You are a gosh darn store. Oh my gosh. I mean, that's like the most vocal inflection I've ever been introduced with, so thank you. Okay, wow. <laughs> thank you for acknowledging the range yeah, of uh, the vocals. Yeah, you the range. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like was my favorite meme like six years ago, and I feel like it never left. It feels like a lifetime ago, but it we still say you, it. But I remember like I was there on the origin. Day. Oh yeah, you were like on the Mayflower of uh, <laughs> she has the ranges <laughs> meme. Yeah, that's me. Um, I've decided uh, before you got into this uh, recording that every new episode of this podcast, I'm just going to introduce a new segment, and today's Ooh. segment is called "Here's What I'm Insecure About." today um <laughs> maybe let me do a different melody um, oh i love like, it uh, though do you like that let me do um um this is what i'm insecure about today okay that's a little brighter um here's what it is um and i'm being so open and honest with you um i'm worried that my voice sounds like i was crying because i just had therapy and i was <laughs> i mean you're masking it well with the melodies i guess singing is like an effective tactic and the masky intonation of my voice even oh yeah yes there you go mask double entendre no double entendre <laughs> i really was crying in therapy and i um i'm just so grateful to my therapist don't you do you uh, first of all don't we feel so lucky to be able to cry in certain scenarios where we don't feel judged for crying it's kind yeah. of the joy of therapy are you currently in a therapy situation i'm in three <laughs> i'm like currently seeing three therapists Okay, brag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It literally is like all of the money I've saved by not leaving my house during COVID has gone sure. to, to that. <laughs> so, Which is an investment, Jen. We are is. investing yes. in our past, our present, and our future. You're right. You're right. We are. If I may uh, be so bold as to ask, can you, is is it like therapy in terms of like psychology? Oh, yeah. Actually, I guess technically I'm in four. I was seeing one therapist for seven years and she was a psychiatrist and she prescribed me Adderall. And so we had like a, she had me like golden handcuffed to her essentially. Like I couldn't leave because she's like my Adderall doctor. Also, I have very like severe ADHD as I'm sure will make itself known as we talk more and I like ramble. But um, I already, I just forgot where we were. Anyway. Um, types of therapy. Types of therapy. The yes, yes. So she was my therapist for seven years. And then during COVID, she just like disappeared a little bit. <gasps> but I still like needed her to write my prescription. So. Wait, are we talking like true crime documentary no, disappeared? Or she just like no, ghosted you? But that is like the plot of a novel that I'm working on. It's like a Please. disappearing therapist. But <gasps> partially inspired by her just like going off the grid. But, I mean, she, like, comes up every so often. I kind of think maybe she was having a hard time. She would, like, cancel last minute. 
And then, no, Jen, no. I know. I know, but I love her. I've been seeing her of for Of course seven we years. love her, but, and I know that some therapists who listen to this podcast have uh, messaged in and stuff, and I have a friend of mine who is a therapist, and I often forget the mental health needs that therapists themselves have. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you only think about, of course, idolizing them and like thanking them for what they do for us but then they do themselves like can you imagine a therapist taking a mental health day and then all of their clients are like fuck totally like they they need that too they're human beings i've been watching the sopranos i'm like late to it but i've been like watching it for the first time and i find it really interesting they talk about like the therapist has her own therapist and she like talks about how she doesn't want to let her clients down, specifically Tony Soprano, because like bad things will happen. So it, it, they do explore that. Lisa Kudrow had a show where she was doing like remote therapy um, on oh HBO. Oh my god, what was that? And I remember Meryl did an episode of that. And there's there, I know there are shows about therapists, but like a missing therapist storyline. Mm, Jen, thank you. Well, patent pending. Um, yeah, patent pending, babe. Okay, continue yeah. on about okay. how, all the different therapists. Oh yeah, are. okay. So that's one. Um, so because she started like ghosting me a little bit, I was like, I need someone to like talk to more regularly. So I have like a different therapist who's not like a psychologist, but I see her. And then I have a couples therapist, which I love. In fact, in the novel, I literally have written no pages of this novel. So I'm like, here's the plot. Um, But yeah, in the novel, it's a couples therapist. And it's like about relationships in the broadest way possible. But I like love couples therapy and would recommend it to anyone. I think that couples therapy definitely is at least for every single couple to go to at least one time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Matt and I have gone uh, not, but I think only really once or twice. And I think in our future, we'll love to go again. And I have friends who are in it. I think like it is naive to think that any relationship that is a long-term relationship is not going to need a little tune up. Like yeah. there's a commercial for something that it's probably one of those therapy websites, like better help or whatever it is. And it's a guy that has a, he's working out at the gym and he has that like weight against his chest. And another guy is like, Oh, do you need oh, help you with that? They're like ask and twice. He, or he's like, and he's like, no, I'm no, I'm just going to figure this out myself. And the guy's like, well, no, I you need help. it's like basically saying that therapy is just if clearly you need help in any way, like you're, of course, going to do what you need to get that help. All this to say, obsessed that you're in couples therapy. Continue. Yeah. But when it's mental health, like people don't talk about it. You mean, right? Basically. Exactly. They're like, yeah, they're just like, yeah, it's it's mental health. So it's I can't see it. And so I'm not going to do anything to actually help the thing yeah. that I desperate that I definitely need. Yeah. I the one I thought you were going to say is there's another one where it's like, do you need help? And the person's like, no, no. And it's like, do you need help? And then they're like, actually, yeah. And it was like about asking twice. Oh, it was specifically for men that that like, PSA campaign. I and the commercial I saw was all men too, which I think it's all just they're trying yeah. to like communicate to men that it is okay. Cry. Not yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Wait, there. Every time I watch like a reality show or anything where a guy is like so desperately trying not to let a single <laughs> tear leave, it's it's like girly. Yeah. Yeah. You are allowed to experience a spectrum of human emotion. And I, it's so frustrating to me that that has been put into men's minds and. My gorgeous three nephews, my future children, if they happen to be male, I 
I'm not going to make them cry every second of the day, yeah. but I'm going to encourage them to just like, if you got to, you got to. Exactly. And it like doesn't make you less of a person in any way. Exactly. It's like, I've been reading a lot about how, I mean, you probably have an experience like this, how most people who are socialized as men are there. You can remember a time when you were told that you shouldn't be crying. Oh, yeah. God, that's so interesting. I'm trying to go back because I, I know there, there's been the, those times 100%. But thankfully, I'm not, I, I don't have the one in my yeah. memory bank okay, that yeah. like haunts me. Because I think for me, growing up, knowing I was so different in so many ways, I think I was just like, add it to the list. What else yeah. am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. I, I want to wear this towel as a dress. I can't do that. Fuck. Oh, I can't cry. Add it to the list. Yeah. I can't like go to get my mom's nails done with her and I would sit next to her and like kind of secretly want to put one on and finally I would like paint one of my nails and like oh I'm not supposed to do that it's like yeah add it to the gosh darn list yeah yeah and speaking of lists you have just a scheduling nightmare of therapy every other day oh and I have I do have one more um (laughs) this one is an ADHD coach specifically who like saved my life. I was I was like looking for a life coach and then I was like that's mm-hmm. not what I need. I need someone who can help me understand what I'm trying to do during the day. And we literally spent a year trying to get me to implement this thing called a weekly review, which is just mm-hmm. like where I look at my tasks for the upcoming week. Like I'm sure most people who like have together lives do this. But I just can't. I'm starting to be... It's been literally a year and I'm starting to be like, okay, that aligns with my values. That like helps my future self, you know, but it's so hard. So is it about a to-do listing, but in a grander sense of it? Or is it kind of like day-to-day what you need to do and then also like and getting yourself to do them? Like how what's what what has been the, the barrier between the list and the doing of them? Well, people with ADHD procrastinate a lot because we like function around dopamine hits. Which, like, once I learned that, it, like, really explained a lot to me because I play so many online games. Like, it's a huge vice, which is, like, the most embarrassing vice. Um, uh, it's better than <laughs> murdering people. Sure, or, sure. like... You're right. It's, like, doubt, second. Like, <laughs> drowning in a bottle of vodka. I You're mean, right. Well, I did spend, like, a lot of money on it during quarantine, which was, like... Okay. You so know, so it gets to gambling. gambling. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, yeah. And, it, I mean, they're all set up that way anyway. Um, but... Well, now, I, I'm so sorry to ask this question, but... What games? Did you, did, you, did you make any money? No, no. I was... You never will get money back. I was playing, like, Solitaire... This, like, version of Solitaire. It's just... It's so embarrassing. Now I'm so <laughs> sorry to ask this next question was the debt devastating no 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 it wasn't it wasn't a lot it was it was like i feel like anytime i spend like five dollars i'm like that was stupid you shouldn't have done that but i did it for like for like two months it was probably like a hundred and fifty dollars oh yeah but like that's but that's too much money to spend on like it is too much but You're right. It's too much for a solitaire, but like, gosh, I'm. You're. I can already tell you're just like we are one because mm. we, I think, really expect the best of ourselves. And yeah, I had a therapist that used to tell me when I think the world is going to end, to take a second and realize that actually it's going to keep on spinning, girly. Mm. And like I, a hundred percent, if I'd lost a hundred fifty dollars on solitaire, would have been like the world is ending. That's money that I could have used for X, Y, and Z. I, I also have money things like separate from all that. Oh, yeah, and same. then I had to learn. And I, of course, still remind myself every day, like, 
the world is going to continue yeah. spinning. And then she would also be like, in five years, will the $150 matter? No. And that was another I mean, another of course mantra. not. But it, but it does, like, slowly. I don't even think it's, like, it's not even that bad from, like, a, you know, I wasn't like, oh, this is this is so shitty. But it was, like, every day just a little more shame. And, like, also, it was, I wish I could show the game on this podcast. It's like It was, like, a tropical solitaire that was, like, so clearly engineered to be, a gambling front and you you could join these groups and it was like from everyone's profile pictures it was like okay these are like midwestern moms that i'm like here with we're all just like in it together and i kept getting kicked out of the groups because i would like try to not play the game for two days and then you're like kicked out it was (laughs) it was a dark time very lularoe yeah it was that i mean it is that it's that it's a contained contained pyramid mlm yeah (laughs) yeah well, I'm proud of you for surviving the, the multi-level marketing solitaire. Yeah, you know, me too. I'm here on the other side to tell my story. <laughs> to tell your story. You did tweet that you were looking for SSRI recos. Oh. Are you currently... <laughs> yeah. We love to talk about those because famously, one guest we had early on in this podcast was Zach Noe Towers, who's an incredible comedian. Mm. And he he was one of the reasons why. He like turned me on to SSRIs. Yeah. So... I am now on Lexapro. I was speaking with another friend about their journey. So I'm always, if you're open to saying, like, oh, what's, yeah. your, what's, what's the medication? I'm so fucking happy that you asked that. I like just started Wellbutrin a week ago. And I'm I've like, great yeah, there's like a, like a hive of like Wellbutrin fandom. Like I, Let me hear y'all scream. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I literally, I was at a comedy show and somebody, I think there's obviously a connection between SSRIs and comedy, but um, mm. someone like mentioned Wellbutrin on stage and someone was like, I love Wellbutrin. <laughs> and like, that's like what played in my head when my psychiatrist suggested that. It's like, yes, yeah, the lottery Yeah, it was like, that's the one that that person liked. (laughs) But I do think there's like a shifting mentality about it right now. I was just reading a book, uh, which I will plug because it was an amazing book, The Red Zone by Chloe Caldwell. It just Mm. came out and it's about PMDD, which is premenstrual dysmorphic disorder, which like a lot of people don't know about, but it's it's basically like really, really disruptive PMS that like, and very bad, like cramps and physical symptoms, but it's just not really talked about. But Prozac is like a treatment for that. And in the book, she talks about going on Prozac. And she was like, I love Prozac. It's amazing. And I think it just like clicked for me that like, this is to make you happy. And that's what it does. And if I'm not feeling that, there's nothing wrong with me. Like I used to feel like my energy, like my bubbliness, uh, I guess I used to be bubbly. Um, now I play tropical solitaire. Um, but I, I used to feel like that was like my personality. And uh-huh. if I wasn't happy, I wasn't like succeeding. Or it was your fault or yes. there's, I know someone years ago who would feel shame about their medication and then would stop taking it as a way to like prove they didn't need it. And then oh, of God. course would reap yeah. the consequences and have a full spiral shift, whatever. And I remember always like, keep this between you and me and all the people listening, but I'd always feel like a little judgmental and it was not, I was not being empathetic, but I was always like, why do you have so much pride 
that you're playing a game with yourself yeah. to see like how much you can suffer. And I know this mm-hmm. is actually a thing many people do and I'm not judging people in general, but I was almost selfishly thinking like self-righteously, I would never do something like that. And of course, I probably do that with something else other than SSRIs, yeah. but it's just the thesis statement is like, they're there to help you and let them do their gosh darn job. Yeah, truly. And I, I have had such a stigma about it for so long. And I, I also was just like, oh, people are depressed. I'll never be depressed. And then I also oh. had this side of me that was like, well, you're never going to make good art then because all good artists are depressed. And then I was like at war with myself already. Uh-huh. I, I wrote my book in under a calendar year. Like I wrote and published it. And it was... Which is crazy, right? Yeah, it's it's absurd. And I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. And I also had a full-time job in marketing at the time. It was like, I, I am... My body and my relationship and my mind are still recovering. But it made... It just like... I stopped doing anything but writing. And it had been the thing I wanted to do forever. Like, I wanted to mm-hmm. write this book. And then I was like, the things I did to get that book out there, like, almost weren't weren't worth it interesting yeah i mean they were they were worth it i'm so happy it's done but i'm also in this like postpartum period where the book came out in october and now i'm like okay i had never pictured my life after a book came out so now i have to think about the second book so i'm glad you like my my log line <laughs> couples therapist Fine. disappears but um, I'm obsessed with that great. walk line, but That's no, it. I know you're. It's like the. It's for like a theater actor. It's like the post show blues. It's the. It's after the wedding when the person's like, now I've like have nothing else to look forward. Exactly. to. Exactly. That's that's another one that people really say that, and I don't think that like actual postpartum, like with giving birth, is this. Like I don't. I don't think it comes from the same thing, but the wedding definitely does. It's like you were looking forward to this, and then it's just gone. Oh yeah, like, I it's I think part of any creative person's life is what I've tr- really tried to think about is the ups and the downs and the ebbs and the flows and mm-hmm. like there's that whole thing that I've saw recently about a creative process which is like you're in love with your idea, you want everyone to know about the idea, you start to work on it, you question the idea, you realize it's the worst idea of all time, you move past that then you become like okay with the idea and then you're back to thinking it's the best thing. It's like yeah. there's such <laughs> you caught a me on roller coaster. You caught me on the day where I think the couples therapy one is good. But I've had days where I'm like, I can't write this. What's the point? What's happening? Ugh. Of course. Yeah. I've said this so many times that it's probably annoying to hear, but like I this podcast was I was so close to not doing this podcast because I was like, what a fucking horrible idea. Who am I to think anybody would listen? And it's you know, brought I've it's it's introduced me to so many great people. There are so many, the listeners are so fucking funny and cool. And Mm -hmm. like, I think that just knowing the days where you feel like shit, just knowing like, again, there's Mm going to have to be a change because this can't be forever. Yeah. So I think I, I, I do love you know, the the title of your book, Greedy, Notes from a Bisexual Who Wants Too Much. Like, (laughs) what do you, what do you, when you thought about this title, like what, what, what do you want too much of? I had always kind of been uncertain about whether I was bi. I never, Mm -hmm. most of the book is about like my own imposter syndrome. And I just didn't think I deserved the title because I like hadn't had a queer relationship or, or like successful queer hookup yet. And I Mm -hmm. like all of my friends were queer men. 
but like that, you know, it, it didn't, I was like the straight girl who hung out with queer men as I, as I saw it. So I just didn't feel like I deserved that term. And then there was also this other side where I felt like bisexuality was such a binary term. Like, you know, I was learning about gender and learning that like, there are many infinite genders and bisexuality seems so dated, but I also didn't identify with the term pansexual. It felt like too new. I hadn't connected to it growing up, but I, I had always kind of connected to the word bisexual growing up. And then I found out that, that it is gender inclusive, in fact, and it like does include all genders and it always has. Mm. I mean, not always. There's always been like tension. There, there's always been the same amount of like transphobia and dismissiveness within the mm -hmm. bi community as there has been like within other communities. But in general, like the bi community has really made a, a welcoming space for all genders. And I learned that it's really like the opposite of bisexuality is monosexuality, which is being attracted to only one gender. So gotcha. that, that's like one way to think of it. Yeah. But I realize I've like circum navigated your question but um greedy i also didn't want to like play into any of these stereotypes that about being bi like i was like having a lot of threesomes and i didn't want to be like i'm a i'm bisexual like just because i'm having threesomes all the time and like i also didn't want to be seen as promiscuous or like i didn't want my coworkers to think about me having threesomes uh -huh. and so the reason i titled it uh the book greedy is because it felt like the stereotype about bisexual people that was most tied to like sexuality and sexual agency that felt the best to reclaim. Cause then I could reclaim both those things at the same time, like my sexual agency and my bisexuality. So Ugh, yeah. I love that so much. I think there are so many nuances to bisexuality that you that people need to hear about. Because like you're saying, there's so many people, especially years ago, that were like thinking as bisexuality as one definition and then of course the fuckers that are like choose a side you yeah. can't what are you and i think that not that it's like a fashion or a, or a scarf but like bi is in girl like, <laughs> yeah having a moment bi is having its moment and for good fucking reason They're, yeah and i even just learned what you when you were saying there about like monosexuality versus like bisexual you are within this definition able to be attracted to multiple genders to identify how you identify and i i salute you jen i really do Aww. i'm so I, i'm Thanks. so happy to, to have some bi stunningness on this Aww. chaos podcast um i gotta get to the famous podcast question jen okay, okay. whose fault is it that you're bi who do we blame babe <laughs> okay i uh, this is a hard question this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Um. Okay, I was about to just change my answer spontaneously, oh. but I um actually. I'm going to blame the mo- – I am going to change it. I was going to say jeans because there's a lot I can talk about about, like, I never fit into jeans. You know, there's a, like, metaphor allegory sure, thing going on. Sure. And then cuff jeans are, like, by culture, allegedly. Um, <laughs> and I have an essay about that in my book and how that's, like, the only culture that bi people have because we don't have any, like, bars in the real world. So, like, right. we cling to those things. Clinging to denim. Yes. Always. But I'm going to change it to the movie 40 Days and 40 Nights. Wait a minute. (laughs) It was just like, it just came to my head. Um, But the movie is, have you seen it? I have. And I'm, but I like, literally, it's been so long. It's a 2002 movie. I definitely, wait, tell me why this made you buy. And I I know it's going to bring up my memories. I, okay. I also have to look it up because I don't remember the name of the like female lead, but, um, Oh, it's Shannon Sossamon. I don't even know who that is. She's a stunner, whoever she is. Oh, it, yeah, and she's in A Knight's Tale. She had a moment. Um, but it's Josh Hartnett and Shannon Sossamon. And the the idea is that she takes I think I think it's that she takes a vow that she for Lent that she's yes. not gonna have sex. And then he, like, does this really hot thing where he, like, runs a rose down her body and she, like, has an orgasm. And I didn't, I didn't know. They were very, like, coy about the way they said that she got off. And, like, basically he does the rose thing and then the next scene cuts to her telling her friend and her friend's like, from a rose? You, you got there from a rose? And I, like, was young and didn't know what they meant. I remember this. Yeah, this is it's such vivid. an unlocked memory, Jen. This oh my is God, such a you're great welcome. answer. <gasps> I mean, A, that woman is gorgeous. I can totally see the rose the rose like And she had about. a cool she had a very bisexual haircut. It was like a nineties, I don't know, Bob 
thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And and then of course, coupled with Josh Hartnett, who yeah, very deservedly had many years of moments. I mean, there was something about Josh. I think that was like you could see yourself in school with him, but he was also drop dead gorgeous, but also like he was quiet, but also like you knew he could ram you if you needed yeah. to. Yeah, like yes. he. All of that. There, all, there were so many, and like the body, the the broodiness. He. And then, so wait, in that movie, just so I remember, the conceit was... The... What do you what do you mean? Like, the plot? What's the conceit? The plot of the movie was what? The... That she gives up her... Also, I just, like, outed myself as not knowing, like, what the word conceit means. I'm like, um... But, uh... <laughs> I'm like, um, what do you mean? I wrote a book. Um, <laughs> but, uh... I love... That was so beautifully honest. Uh, I and mean, I it was a long pause. Um, <laughs> give me a synonym or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's, like, yeah, the whole... The whole okay, I know there's, yeah. like, an abstaining thing, but what was it? Okay, the... Yeah, I, that's all I remember, is that was the plot and then it's like a rom-com so he so uh, um josh hartnett vows to abstain from sexual stimulation including masturbation for the 40 days of lent oh it's him who does that's it. what it says not her okay that makes sense that makes sense and then he like he meets her and like wants to have sex with her but that's how he does exactly it the and then, then apparently like the whole beginning of this is that he had an obsession with his ex-girlfriend which i guess he couldn't get off with other women because of this uh obsession and so he told his brother about it who was a catholic priest in training and then after he tried to fake an orgasm on a date he learns that his ex is engaged. And so to resolve these issues, he then abstains from sex for oh my the God. 40 days of Lent. Wow, it's so much more complex. Than I, like, all I remember is that scene. Oh, my God. There's apparently... Yeah, I'm remembering all this now. There's a scene who he <laughs> accidentally drank a Viagra-spiked drink. Oh, yeah. Um, it's Maybe it's time for a rewatch. I think it, sounds, it is. Yeah. Oh, and Maggie Gyllenhaal is apparently in it as well. Wait, what? Yeah. Maybe she's the friend. I bet she's the friend. She must be. <gasps> wow. This is a really great look into our history because it. Mm. I'm sure there can be a argument made for why that is a gay-ass movie. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, Josh Hartnett's in it, but also, like, abstaining and maybe that abstinence is, like, a bigger symbol of queer people not allowing to lean into what they actually want to do and yeah. that forcing them to not do to to communicate themselves authentically then creates bigger issues in the rest of their lives with like emotions and relationships and i, I think i'm just i love it, it. I was just saying it because I was like definitely attracted to them both, <laughs> but but no, of but course, it also and that's, like, that's everything like you the said. Gateway. Yes, the gateway drug of of biodom is of course, I, and I hear this from so many guests who are bi who come on. They're like watching this thing. They're like, oh, I'm super another person, but I'm also into yeah. this other person that I didn't. And then I just like get into the sex in gen in general. And I don't, I, I used to like not understand what that meant, but it meant that I just, I guess it meant I wanted to have a threesome, but it was like, like I would, I was like, I would like to be in the room with both of them. And I also think that my attraction to Josh Hartnett was like, I think anyone's attraction to Josh Hartnett is some sort of internalized, like 
patriarchy, like, <laughs> uh, uh, like homophobia, you know, like I used to be very attracted to him and this guy uh, who played Dino on this such a weird show. What was it called? Um, his name is Sean Ferris is the actor. Um, do you know him? Looking about, he, looking he looks like like Josh Hartnett, but he they, does look like look Josh like, Hartnett. Yeah, they look like like military guys, kind of. Oh yeah, he's definitely familiar to me, and he totally could be Josh Hartnett's like cousin for yeah. sure. I've always wanted to fuck my my bullies or people who look like they would bully me. And yes, I'm not exactly. Proud of that. I'm a little proud of that. <laughs> I mean, it would be hot, and the, yeah. the part of the reason why this show Heartstopper on Netflix is something you need to watch is because it's a show that illustrates what could have happened if it was a little more acceptable to be gay. Ooh, <laughs> there are still, of course, things that they are all struggling with, but like they're high school aged kids, and it's so earnest and sweet and funny, and I just. People were posting that they've like watched it and rewatched it, and oh now God. that I'm like close to getting towards the end of it, I'm like, I will a hundred percent be rewatching this show. I also, in my mind, while I was watching, it was like, I want to send this to my family and like any people that want to know what it's like a little more. Oh wow! It really like shows you the otherness of it all and what people go through and the confusion of the feelings you're having and i just cannot say enough good things about it i i talk oh about God. it a little we a little bit in last week's episode i'm just fucking obsessed and want anybody who is anyone st- straight queer otherwise to watch it i'm shocked i haven't seen it i've seen it really it came out so recently i know so like, but i've seen everything else on tv <laughs> like every sure. single thing um, but I'm so it's, excited. It's hard to know. T- it's hard to know what to choose to spend time on, and also yes. to know, like what kind of. You have to be in a, a specific mood for certain things. Yeah, like, I've been really watching dark. Oh, uh, crime. Oh, I, th- I thought you meant the show Dark from a few years ago. Um, it was I like wish a sci-fi show. Yeah. Oh, but I do love a, a good crime doc. I mean, it's fucked up. Like, I'm like, no, nah, I want. I really want to see a story about someone getting brutally beaten and then, like, their killer escaping for three years. Like, that sounds fun. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know where that Just comes light, from. Some light Just like a light bed. night. Yeah. <laughs> when I get a little hog and dos and then watch <laughs> a brutal murder. Um, oh my gosh, speaking of a show that is a little tough to watch, you did tweet about The Flight Attendant, and the tweet is so oh my funny. God. You go, my favorite part of The Flight Attendant is listening to my partner complain about it, which. <laughs> I have to tell you, Jen, I, my husband and I watched the first season and really enjoyed it. We weren't sure we were going to and really just like love her. It's such a dark, weird, twisted thing. And then we started the second season and I know it's still a good show. And I know I'm going to be watching the whole it's, thing. It's not. I was so fucking... <laughs> okay, okay. No, it's not. <laughs> I was so stressed out, Jen. Yeah. After one episode, we both looked at each other like... We cannot continue this tonight. It's not. It's not the vibe. I I don't know if it was like this first season, and I needed it so badly that I didn't notice. But like she's she's playing a spy. Like she like is a spy for the CIA, right. which is like a spoiler, but also not. And I mean, just because it's it doesn't matter. And she like the way she hides is like the way <laughs> that you would hide if you were like in improv class, and someone was like fake hide. Like she like ducks behind a door. It's like. My, and my partner, like, every time they, like, refuse to watch it, there are very few things that they, like, put their foot down. But they're, they go they go out of the room and then they come back in and then they're like, why is she doing that? 
Like, what is the point? But I, I don't like, think she's it's... literally behind a bush that has no clearance. There's, yeah, it's completely open. Yeah, you know what I was watching? What I did watch right before this um, is Pachinko on um, Apple TV. I have heard good things, but I, I, I weirdly am remiss to start an Apple TV series. I don't know oh, who hurt me, but well, I need to. Severance changed my opinion about that. Yeah. Me too. Okay, I did do yeah. Severance, but after I, I waited a few weeks because yeah. I had that Apple TV uh, baggage, but I started Severance. We finished it in a few days, and oh, yes, so it good. definitely. It, it's so good. It yeah, healed. So good. Can I, can I ask you something that came up uh, amongst friends? I want to know your take. Mm. Someone argued at a at a gathering that Adam Scott looks like shit, like he himself oh, looks yeah. like shit in the show. My <laughs> theory, though, yes. is that he is supposed to look like shit because his character is going through a very shitty situation. But I think Adam Scott as a person, actor, human still looks good. Uh, yeah, I think it was like makeup, not exactly. makeup, but I think it was like intentional. Haggardness intentionally put on yeah. him. And My- I think he looks... <laughs> My partner always calls him. Um, my partner has this thing they say when someone like looks weird on screen. They're always like, "Oh, that's uh, Professor Funny Face," and <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how this began, but it like has continued. And it sometimes it's like just Mister Funny Face, like if their face isn't that funny. But like Adam Scott oh, in that, he's a professor. Funny Face. <laughs> I wonder if it's even weirder looking than what graduate graduates after professor. Is yeah, it like father. Yeah, father funny yeah, face? Dean Funny Face. <laughs> Grand provost poster. yeah provost funny face <laughs> god this answer is so good of the 40 days and 40 nights you know yes. i love a good throwback into unlocking a memory and that is just what i needed uh, i do want to ask another famous podcast question which is jen if the world was ending you could only save one character actress who would you save okay this is actually the hardest question i've ever been asked um like, my first instinct is Margot Martindale, but I feel like I can't say that because, like, Bojack took that from us. Um, <laughs> but by, like, making it a great joke that, like, needed to be made. But uh, I am just obsessed with her and have been, like, ever since The Americans. But I also, I, like, did go down a bit of a rabbit hole on, like, how do you define a character actress? Maybe Always I was a question people yes. are worried about. Okay, well, what's your... How do you? I, I, the argument I make on this podcast is that it can be an argument can be made that anyone is a character actress as long as you feel passionate about them. Okay. And for that, for me, that means like if they, of course, have like maybe quirks, they love a wig, or they're just like a passionate actor that you've seen in many roles that you love them in. I don't really care how different the roles are. And like okay. last week, we talked about Dolly Parton. We totally oh, made okay, a case yeah. for Dolly. And so I'm pretty loose. I just need, Jen, you need to just have the passion for this person okay and that's all i request okay i like hadn't i still like hadn't made up my mind the i feel like the most solid answer is tilda like tilda swinton like, girlies. i just yes. i i feel like the standing happened and then it like went away and i feel like it's like due for a, a burgeoning a and i also just yeah. really want a biopic like i want a tilda biopic so about badly. tilda swinton yeah i like need to know everything about wait her. wait wait does tilda play t- tilda yeah, probably. Do you have oh you, have you seen Suspiria, the like recent Suspiria? No. My, she plays like an elderly man and she plays like a 
a witch, like the headmistress witch, headmistress witch. Like I love, I love when she can play multiple characters in one film, and like the whole thing is just is just her. I didn't think she was the one I was going to go with, but I think that it's the in in the event that the world is ending, like she could perform any like Shakespearean play, all playing all the roles. Like you you're covered is, forever. You're covered because she. What's so brilliant about her is that she's so weird that she can bring a weirdness to every role, but it's a different type of weirdness. Yes. And you're so like locked into what she is doing. Yeah. There's. Did you ever see the Twitter account that was like not Tilda Swinton? I think. Oh yes, yes, yes. And yes. one of the people behind that is Carrie O'Donnell, who came on oh, the podcast yes. last year, and they 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 were the most absurd tweets that were like so weirdly Tilda Swinton and that is honestly one of the things that made me fall in love with her even more yeah. was just like how warped those tweets were and she is such a great answer for the character actress but now I'm curious what were some of your your backups okay I had like so many let me get my notes out <laughs> she Jeez. like she wasn't even on my list but she's the only one that like gun to my head I could defend okay um okay let's see Sarah Paulson. Um, great, great. I mean, great, that great. was like, that one also felt a little too easy. Tilda, it, it does feel like during the age of the not Tilda Swinton Twitter was like the peak of Tilda fandom. But yeah. I just, I want like a retrospective. Um, also, Anne Dowd. Um, great, like, great answer. Have you seen Mass? No, I haven't. God, I'm really not. It's really like it. It, it was clearly a quarantine movie, but it's and out Martha Plimpton, who's was also on my list, and um, I don't know two men. Um, and <laughs> I like didn't know, but it's basically I don't want to spoil anything, but it, it's just the four of them in a room, and it's like an incredibly powerful movie. The whole it's oh cool, it's basically a play. Um, and it's called Mass. It's called Mass. I hi, they all like go to a church to have a conversation, and it's like a really, really powerful movie. How off Broadway of them! I know, I know. Um, okay, and then the other two who I had on here was Jean Smart, um, who I'm like obsessed with, but I just feel mm. like she's transcended character actress thanks to the beauty and power of Hacks, but also just. Mm-hmm everything they've recently come out with promotional material for season yes. two for hacks she looks so fucking hot oh my god so, like, i she... know and her like hollywood walk of fame ceremony oh my god i yeah and the thing is is gene smart is having the deserved moment and i think that you are gonna be right that tilda swinton will have that moment in the next what three years she's like more tilda's like more avant-garde obviously but oh yeah i just think that she's like they're gonna be like there's going to be a vehicle for her. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I was just rewatching Legion. I don't know if you ever watched that on FX. I didn't. No. I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting. I've only seen, I had only seen the first season, but Jean Smart, I completely forgot she's in it and she's like great in it. And then I was remembering her in Watchmen. She's like so phenomenal. Yeah. And Mare yeah. of Easttown, she like steals. I mean, she doesn't steal it because you're Kate, right. She's, I'd forgotten about her. She's I everywhere. Keep forgetting about her mayor of Easttown. She's the mom, right? Yeah. And like, she has that like moment where, which is like so iconic when she is not supposed to be eating the ice cream. So she puts it in a bag of frozen peas <laughs> and eats it, which is like such a pro move. I love relatable it. queen. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be going to get some ice cream to, this evening. You des- I mean, It sounds like you deserve it. I think I do. Oh, and then I had one more, one more. Um, Charlotte Rampling. 
I know the name, but I don't, can't picture. Okay, she, I, you should Google. I was wondering if this was going to hit. Um, but have you seen Benedetta? Ye- okay, I've seen Benedetta, and I'm looking at her now, and this is all, this is all coming back. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's, like, so fantastically talented. Uh, I saw 45 Years, which, it, it was basically, like, a film made for her to get a Best Actress Oscar. Um, but which I don't think she got, but in Benedetta, she's like so hilarious to me because she, she like spits in someone's face and like, or no, she kisses someone in an an amazing way at the end. Mm. Um, I just think she always brings an X factor. And she's also stunning. Yeah. She's gorgeous. She, and her life is crazy. I mean, there's, I'm reading some stuff about her now, like her, sister i think it said her sister uh died by suicide in 1966 Mm. um they had performed in a cabaret act together she is from born in england her spouse is was jean noel tasse she's like all these french ex-husbands um just a and she was in a woody allen movie which i found when looking at pictures of her and i was like Ugh. Oh boy! Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it's like you wow. can like see her discomfort in the in the stills from the movie now when you look at them now. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. She, I just felt like I had to give her some love because I I will like see a movie if I know she's playing a supporting character. God, I love that so much. You had such a well researched. <laughs> I mean, I just answers. no, just this is me being bisexual and not being able to make any type of decision. <laughs> A bisexual Libra with ADHD. Come on, Brand. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm a bisexual Libra with ADHD. Hi, bisexual Libra with ADHD. Yeah, that's, that's your that's me. AA intro. Oh, yeah. my God. I have to do reference to one of my favorite things I've seen you post is um about one of the reasons why you're bi is your dad let you get an exercise tape of Carmen Electra. Oh, I should have said that. <laughs> that You're right. I absolutely, which is true. That is true. That was like the first erotic film I ever watched. I mean, literally, Carmen Electra is one of the most sex-generating human beings. I almost thought I was straight when she was in Scary Movie. <laughs> and she like got stabbed like a hundred times. She stabbed in the implants, and she her parents are driving, and her mom is sucking her dad's dick, and then he dro- drives over her, and then yes. she goes, what was that? And he goes, nothing, and then he puts her head back down, she goes... Ugh. It's like disgusting and like <laughs> yeah, such such a year two thousand comedy. But yeah, Carmen Electra, <laughs> I can't believe I this is so devastatingly gay. Is that she did a run through the sprinklers that was like making oh, fun of yeah. hot girls running away from the killer. All of a sudden, the music plays. She's in slow motion, and she does a head twist that she flies her wet hair. Her then hands ride up her body around her big old breasts, and then she's like making like a very sex face at the camera. I took it upon myself to master that move, and at pool <laughs> parties, I would be like, "Do you want to see my Carmen Electra?" And I'd be like a quote unquote straight thirteen year old, and I would do the run, and then I would flick my hair and around my hands. Oh my, my god! Body. Uh, that's... And people like like, "Hi, you're so funny." Meanwhile, I'm sure 
I love it. I just it. like wasn't hearing everyone be like at the same time like fag, but like it just was. <laughs> I just could not help but want. I guess want to be her. She is. Yeah. So, she was so hot. She's so hot. Yeah, she's so hot and like knows it. And I mean, it is just like unabashed celebration of feminine sexuality. Yes. Um, and yeah, and the aerobic striptease was like a phenomenal concept. It was just like here's how to. Like, here, you can use a chair and you can get your workout in and learn how to, like, please your man. And my dad bought me the box set when I was, like, when I was, like, 15. And We stand an ally. Yeah, we we do. We do. Um, So, wait, I have a question for you. Yes, yes. Um, Who is another celebrity that you have a crush on or attracted to that uh, identifies as female? I'm trying to think. Aubrey Plaza? Uh, okay, like, so if okay. Aubrey Plaza and Carmen Electra are okay. both, and it's within the rules of your relationship or your life is paused, whatever it is, yeah, they'd and be, you're all, and you would be would able work. to hook up with only one of them, though, who do you do, Aubrey or Carmen? Oh, that's a good question. Because you get, diff- I don't know, I feel like you want to date, this is like a fuck, marry, kill, but no kill. It is. Um, probably Carmen Electra. I think. Okay, fuck, Mary, kill, Carmen Electra, Aubrey Plaza, and the girl from 40 Days and 40 Nights. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, I think just to achieve a goal, I have to fuck the girl from 40 Days and 40 Nights. Love. Um, I, wow, this completely changed. I have to marry Aubrey Plaza and kill Carmen Electra after wow, running through the Carmen. sprinklers. <laughs> yeah, at least you get to see her sexually yeah. run away from you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's, yeah. That's like the fucked up version of the game, which is like, okay, so how would you kill her? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I guess I would. Actually, don't answer that. Um, yes. It's, wow. These are great answers. Jen, I want to thank you for coming on this gay-ass podcast. Before we say goodbye, though, I have to ask you a question you are not prepped for. Okay. Which is, Jen, what is the best Whoopi Goldberg film? Oh, Sister Act? Like, one or two. One? I, this is, I'm outing myself. I haven't seen a Whoopi Goldberg film. Wow, but Jenna, but you know your what? Honesty is is. I know. I just want to thank you for the honesty. I well, I haven't in a long time. I absolutely had like a while ago. Um, but I you've, just, you've seen the Lion King. Um, yeah, that's true. She um, voices one of the hyenas in the Lion King. You can oh, say that. I I could say that, and I probably should. And you're, but I you're choosing. I'll but I say what I'll say is I just read um the like cult book for just like all women <laughs> in new york um my year of rest and relaxation by otessa moshfeg and in that book the character is like obsessed with antidepressants and Whoopi goldberg movies and so it actually ties this podcast up with like a okay. perfect bow that is plagiarism on my life and <laughs> i will be going to court yeah <laughs> that is a great bow that is a gorgeous bow um uh, tell me john winston where can people follow you um, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at this point um, under at generous with a J. And you can get my book, Greedy Notes from a Bisexual Who Wants Too Much, wherever books are sold. Oh, we love to see it. Definitely get greedy. Notes from a Bisexual Who Wants Too Much. Follow Jen. Subscribe to the bi-monthly newsletter. And Jen, thank you so much for coming on. This was such a joy. Yay. Thank you for having me.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.